This is episode 159 of the Andrew Hines Real Estate Investing Podcast. Welcome to episode 159 of the Andrew Hines Real Estate Investing Podcast. Today, I have Karsten Howe on the show, and Karsten came on to talk about his relatively aggressive first year being an active real estate investor. And the, one of the big takeaways from this episode was that there are still ways to get it done in Southern Ontario, despite the skyrocketing prices. Now, of course, those prices can save you, but you can also still find fundamental deals. So we go through some of those deals on the podcast. Karsten's focused in Brantford and in Welland. And uh, he brings an interesting perspective to the podcast because he's got a background in sales and he's still working full time in that role. And uh, just the way he handles some of his situations were interesting. And I definitely believe there's a few gold nuggets that you can add to your repertoire when it comes to dealing with tenants and negotiating vacancies. Just a quick reminder before we jump into the episode that if you're new to real estate investing, one of the best things you could do for yourself is to go right back to episode one of this podcast and work your way all the way through. We've had so many successful real estate investors come on, share gold nuggets, and real estate's a buffet. So something that might work for me might not work for you. the best way to get a perspective and get a feeling for what it is that you'd like to focus on in real estate is to go through those episodes, in my opinion. And I've heard so much positive feedback from people who have done that. So highly recommended. If you wouldn't mind, please take a moment and rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcast. Five stars would be greatly appreciated. And if you're watching on YouTube, please hit the like, subscribe and notification bell and leave a comment. Let us know what you think. So the algorithm will pick it up and get it out to more people and hopefully help them as well. Without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into episode 159 with Karsten Howe. Hello and welcome to the Andrew Hines Real Estate Investing Podcast. I have Karsten Howe on the show. Karsten, how are you doing? I'm doing amazing. How are you? Good. Thanks for doing this. Yeah, no problem. Pleasure to to be on and appreciate you inviting me. Yeah, so I think you had reached out to me a little while back, suggesting that you might want to be on the show. I don't recall the exact details, so if you don't mind, maybe just enlighten me as to what you're up to and and how you got to that point. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, I've been investing for quite a while. I mean, I bought my first, I guess, pre-construction condo back in like 2013. And uh, yeah, didn't really know, I guess, what I was missing out on. Um, and I actually started scaling my portfolio this year. And uh, yeah, it's been an amazing journey this year. And I think there was one day you posted on Instagram, who wants to be on on the podcast? Mm-hmm. You're looking for guests. So, so I reached out. Yeah. Nice. Okay. So what do you, what have you uh, gotten yourself into um, since the pre-construction that you started with? Yeah. So when, you know, growing up, you know, my, Mom always said, you know, when you save money, invest in in real estate. I didn't really know why at the time, but that stuck with me. So um, when I graduated, I actually bought a condo to live in and it went up quite a bit. So I thought, you know, why not invest in one? Uh, Because the market was appreciating. And uh, it turns out it wasn't the best investment. Didn't pick the best uh, unit, I guess, in the condo, bought a like small bachelor Mm -hmm. unit. Uh, it was hard to hard to rent and didn't really appreciate much, but still made a little bit of money. Um, and then I saved up for a couple of years and actually bought a duplex in North York back in 2018. Mm-hmm. They didn't really know much about like refinances or anything like that. So I just basically been collecting equity on it and the mortgage pay down uh, for a good three years. 
And then I stumbled across a couple articles back at the end of 2020, which led to me watch, uh, watching a lot of YouTube videos, also listening to your podcast. And I was like, man, I, I'm missing out on something, right? Uh, so, so yeah, hired a coach uh, at the beginning of, of this year, Corey McKinnon. And okay. really focused on scaling my portfolio. I picked Brantford as a as a market that I would focus on. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we refinanced our duplex in Toronto, pulled the money out, and combined with our HELOC in our primary house, it's really helped fuel the the growth for us this year. Okay. Um, so where do you live personally? Uh, yeah, I live in Toronto, uh, okay. in in the Leslieville area. Um, and yeah, we've been living here for around two years. Yeah. Okay. So you put a HELOC on that. You use that to finance your down payments in Brantford. And what'd you get up to buying in Brantford so far? So we bought a duplex in Brantford. Okay. Uh, that was to get our foot in the door. It was, it was like a, when we bought the deal, we thought it was a single, you know, it, it wasn't okay. going to be a full burr, but a good turnkey property right. needed minor renovations. Um, and it's because of the market appreciation, it's turned into almost home run. We're in the middle of doing a refinance there. Um, and then okay. we bought a triplex as well in Brantford. Okay. Um, and then most recently we purchased also a fourplex in the Niagara region as well. Okay. In Welland. Yeah. So did you have any re- reservations about going over to Welland when you're already set up in Brantford? And uh, like, what's your team approach been? Who have you had working for you? And how did you work through that? Yeah, great question. Yeah, I mean, we definitely had reservations. I think as a newer investor trying to scale the portfolio, it was good to focus on Brantford and really mm-hmm. know the market, understand numbers, you know, understand how to build the team, how to delegate. Uh, but there just wasn't enough deal flow uh, coming across my desk. So after kind of three months um, and you want to scale, it's it's just hard to find deals these days. So, you know, that's when I decided to venture out to the Niagara region. And because a lot of investors were going there. Uh, so that's why I, uh, I ventured out there. Uh, and once you've built one team, I think it's a lot easier to kind of replicate that in another region. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, that's that's how we kind of went about that decision. Okay, so why don't we unpack Brantford a little bit? So, let's start with the first project there, which was a duplex, right? That was that was what you started with. Yeah. Did you have to renovate that much to to do the conversion? Well, you started as a single, right? So you obviously had to finish yeah. the basement. So we when we bought that, it it was already rented with two tenants. It's not a legal duplex, but oh, okay. uh, we, we we kept it that way. And uh, the the rents were low. So I uh, I did my first cash for keys conversation uh, with the main floor tenant, and I was able to increase the rent there by around $1,000 a month. You increased um, it 1000 Yes. Yeah, well, so what it was, was it, at, like uh, 500 bucks or something? It was 1200 and okay. we were able to get 2200 for a three-bed, wow. one-bath. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So that was, and the, the great thing about that was also, maybe it's just beginner's luck. I was able to not have to do cash or keys. And then I had a heart-to-heart conversation with the, with the tenant and 
like the next day they just they emailed me saying, okay, well, we're just going to move back to your parents' house for a bit and mm-hmm. we'll give you your 60 days notice. So that was a what, plus there. What did you, what did you say in this heart to heart? It was a, I mean, it was a two, two and a half hour conversation. Um, I just got to know them. I mean, just wanted to get to know them. What, you know, they, they had a kid, wanted to understand, you know, what their plans were. Um, and then once I built rapport at the end, I was just like, hey, you know, to be honest, like, this is kind of an investment property for me. And, you know, I, I think, you know, you have a great deal from a rent standpoint. And, um, you know, I was just hoping to see if what your plans were and if you were open to, to moving. And uh, they shared some of their plans. They're like, you know, we've been thinking of buying a house um, and, you know, but, you know, we still need a couple months probably to, to think mm-hmm. about it and we'll get back to you. But then I don't know, maybe they chatted a bit more after I left and they just uh, decided that they didn't move early. So, yeah. Yeah. That's the interesting thing. I had a similar experience because I had tenants in the house that I needed to go because I was going to sell it. And the realtor is just like, yeah, you don't want to sell it with those tenants in there. So yeah. I'm like, okay. And they were on a two-year lease, which the property manager that was helping me out did. Um, but anyways, so I just went and talked to them and I, I said something similar. Uh, I just said, you know what, look, going to be selling it, going to be using this money for, you know, elsewhere. And, um, you know, I've already got plans for it. So this is happening. Realtor tells me that, that it's going to be a homeowner that's going to buy this type of place. Like it's probably not ideal for an investor, which means they would ask you to leave anyway. Like, so given that that's going to happen and I don't want you to be blindsided by it, would you consider moving? Yeah. And uh, it just planted the seed. And then I just followed up probably consistently for about two months. And they eventually just said, okay, yeah, we found a place. We're good. We're going to, we're going to be moving. And it's funny. Like, I think people maybe jump to the cash for keys a little too quickly. Sometimes like some of these people, if they realize that you want them to go, like, they just be like, well, that's fair. It is his, you know, he he does own it. So it's kind of his choice if he doesn't want us to rent here anymore. For sure. And I, I mean, I think that's kind of social media playing into it as well. Right. Everyone's talking about cash for keys. So I think automatically people are thinking, you know, you need to pay for people to, to leave and, you know, it's not always the case, but um, yeah, gotta, gotta just start talking to people. Well, it's people and people. And I think sometimes, you know, there are people out there that forget that, that, you know, you're really just dealing with other people on the other end and they have their own motivations and it sounds like you did the right thing. You just kind of got to know them and, you know, got to understand them, um, before, before just, you know, (laughs) saying, I want you to go. So they didn't think you were like a bad guy or anything. Right. Yeah. So that's for sure. Yeah. What's your, like, what's your business? What are you in as an active business? Uh, I, I still work nine to five. Um, so I'm actually a sales director at a software company. Uh, so yeah, I've been doing that for 13 years. Um, and yeah, it's been a, been a great journey there as well. Still enjoying my job. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, are you in sales? (laughs) I just let you answer it. It just seemed like your approach to that. You got to be in sales. Um, that's good, man. I really, uh, I really, uh, like the way you approach that. Okay. So you got the rent way up on that first one. And then what about the basement? Did you turn that over too? I just let that be. Um, again, I was lucky actually both tenants were, were great tenants. So mm-hmm. yeah, I just, I just let that one stay as is, mm-hmm. um, just because yeah, the cash was good enough. There were good tenants. Um, so for now, they, um, I just, yeah. I just let it be. Yeah. So what's, what's the lower unit making? 
I was low. It's nine nine seventy five for a uh, one bed, and it's all inclusive. Okay. All inclusive. Okay. And what'd you purchase this place for? Uh, four four ninety. It was actually a wholesale deal. Mm-hmm. It's actually funny. I actually uh, on my first coaching call, <laughs> Corey was like, "Yeah, this deal looks pretty good." I just saw it come across my email. Uh, Still didn't really know how to run numbers and, and whatnot. But Corey's like, "Yeah, this this is a decent deal. It's a single. It gets you gets you uh, in the game." And um, no, I just went for it. Nice. Yeah. Okay. And are you are you going to be putting any renovations into it or not? Really? We did uh, on the main floor. We put uh, new flooring on the second floor. Okay. Uh, it was carpet, so we we changed that out. Put a fresh coat of paint on. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the front of the house, some of the exterior, um, the the balcony, I guess, uh, the front porch was rotting a bit, some of the wood. So we capped that. So minor renovations, around $10,000 in renovations. Yeah. Okay. And is there a plan to refinance? There is. Yeah. Um, I think conservatively, we can get a $600,000 appraisal, but I've seen some solid comparables and some have sold for six fifty. So okay. we are in the process of uh, trying to pull some money out. I wasn't planning to at the beginning, yeah. but might as well <laughs> with the market. It might as well. I mean, as long as it doesn't put you into too much of a cash negative, but yeah, exactly. like, it allows you to keep moving and, and keep growing. Uh, so you'd have like 20 grand in if, if you got 80% on a $600,000 value. Because your your purchase plus like a, a ten grand reno was only five hundred, your new mortgage would be four eighty, so you'd have twenty grand in. Exactly. Um, so if you had thirty one seventy five, let's work through what your numbers would look like. What's your taxes there? Uh, taxes on that, I think it's like fifteen sixteen hundred a year. Okay. Well, let me double check. Let me think about it. Property taxes, yeah, twenty three hundred dollars a year. Twenty three, okay, twenty three hundred a year, and then insurance on a place like that, like fifteen hundred. Yeah, that's what I figured. Um, okay, so a little bit of an older place, so maybe we'll put like a seven percent maintenance allowance, uh, and, and I then pay one hundred fifty dollars in uh, property management each month. Flat. Okay, I'll get to that in a second here. Utilities wise, so you, what do you? What are you paying for? I pay for 30% of the utilities right now. So it's around probably, yeah, $1,500. $1,500 a year? Yeah. Okay. And you said management, you're paying $150 a month? Yeah. And then uh, anything for landscaping or snow removal? No, I got the tenants to take that on. Okay. All right. So at your new value, if you get 600, you'd be about a 4.6 cap, uh, 80%. So that'd be $480,000, 30 gram. What do you figure your interest rate might be if we were to do this low twos, right? Uh, yeah. Probably two low twos. Okay. So I got a 2.2 here. So yeah, I mean, you'd be like $500 cash flow in that scenario. So there's room to pull yeah. almost all your money out, have positive cash flow. Um, that's awesome. Like I'd, you know, take that kind of deal all day long and you didn't have yeah. to do much in terms of reno. Now, of course you bought it at wholesale. Like, what do you think it was worth at the time after your 10 grand 
Renault if you did that immediately? Like, what would it have been worth right then? Similar number? Five, five forty, five fifty. Okay, so you just so buying wholesale, you got yourself maybe thirty, thirty or forty off. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. And then, of course, uh, the last two years, what they've been doing, it just things just keep going up. So it is beneficial in a way. (laughs) It certainly is. Yeah, thanks to the money printing. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Endless money printers. I mean, that's uh, that's something that, you know, you try to figure out how do we prepare for that? Like, how how do we really hedge against that? That's a that's a great question. I'm not uh, I'm not sure there is an answer, but uh, there's there's certain approaches, I guess we can try. I think buying a lot of real estate and holding onto it and and, uh, having having some ample cash flow in there is going to be a good a good start for sure. All right. So then you did a triplex. What did your triplex deal look like? Yeah. So the triplex, we got it at 535. Okay. Um, it was on the MLS. And this is probably one of the mistakes of, of the year. You know, when you're trying to scale up, mm-hmm. um, you know, you, you make some mistakes, I feel. Um, I mean, the, the numbers on this deal is still, I think, going to turn out okay. But uh, you know, there's there has been a lot of headaches with this uh, with this triplex for sure. Yeah, tell me about it. Yeah, we inherited um, yeah not so good tenants, um, so that was a headache and stressful. I would say to kind of turn them over. So it took four or five months to actually turn these tenants around uh, and get them out. So. I got very lucky. My property manager has been great in terms of helping me um, do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, we're kind of in the last leg of the renovations, but we're renovating the the biggest unit right now. And you know, we've we found out now there's um, there's some asbestos issues, uh, just like a lot of headache, you know, for 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 what it is. But um, but hey, it's good learning experience for sure yeah those lessons stick with you yes for sure what do you figure you'll get into for total reno they'll probably run two hundred thousand when it's all said and done okay and did you have like money set aside on your home equity line of credit for that or did you have access to other capital for that yeah i ballparked hundred fifty thousand on the buy Hmm. um and it was a good thing i i budgeted that much because because my realtor was like, no, don't don't put more than seventy thousand dollars in, in this house, right? So I was like, mm, I don't know, this house looks pretty. Mm-hmm. It's on the older side, and and when we did the walkthrough and the inspections, like, I I I think back is like, I don't know why I bought it, but like you you could tell that this was going to be an issue, and the tenants were going to be an issue, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, good thing we we set aside like hundred fifty, so it's not too much over budget. And, um, it's also a good thing that, you know, we, we did some refinances at the beginning of the year. So we do have some reserves as well. How, um, how are the bones of the house? Bones are good. Um, I mean, it is, it's, it's a brick home. It's, it's a big property. It's a big lot. It's a corner lot. Um, but then again, it's like a really old house. So their bones are good, but there's still going to be issues, right? Yeah, like what's the square footage of the, the total thing? It's like at least three thousand square feet. 
3,000. Sounds like a nice property. And then how, how big's the lot? The lot is, I don't, uh, it's probably 40 by 40 at least. Yeah, it's a big corner lot. Oh, it must be bigger than uh, that. 40, for... uh, sorry, no, 40 front by probably 150. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So, do you, can you drive out? Like, does your driveway connect to both streets? Yeah. There's two driveways. Like, there's yeah. one yeah. on the facing the main street and then one mm-hmm. facing the side. So, yeah. That's handy, especially for multiplexes. Gets you lots exactly. of parking. Yeah. It could be a selling feature for, for rent. Absolutely. Um, so, does every unit have parking there? All three? Yeah. Every unit has parking and every unit has a separate entrance. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, we did change the renovation plans. At first, we were going to keep it as a bachelor unit on one of the mm-hmm. units, but we actually just gutted it and actually turned it into one bedroom. Okay. So hopefully that will, you know, definitely increase some value and, and some rental income. And then um, we have a two bedroom in there as well. And then kind of like a three bedroom plus den on the, in the, in the biggest unit. Oh, okay. So that's spacious. Spacious, but lots to renovate as well. The bigger oh. the space, the more the rental money. So, what are your thoughts on on that for Brantford? Uh, like, are you doing something really nice? Is there a is there a demographic there that wants something really nice? Like, my buddy lives in in Brantford, and he's just like, yeah, you know, it'll just never be anything else. And I'm like, well, people probably said that about East Hamilton, but you know, that's turned into something. So, wow. is it a similar story for Brantford? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I definitely think the city's still gentrifying. Uh, it's definitely behind Hamilton, I would say, a couple of years. But that was also one of the reasons why I picked Brantford because mm-hmm. the neighboring cities like Hamilton, they've boomed a lot. Um, Kitchener-Waterloo area has boomed a lot, and it seems like Brantford's the one that mm-hmm. hasn't gone up as much. So that was an, another reason why I picked that market um, at the beginning of the year. But uh, yeah, your tenant profile is going to be a bit more challenging, especially if you're south of the city. I mean, Northern Brantford is well known for the nice neighborhoods, but if you're not in that area, then, then yeah, you're going to, you're not going to want to go all out on your renos, I would say. Okay. So where you are right now, or like what level of finish are you planning on doing? I'm still doing quartz countertops for the most part, as an example. Mm-hmm. Um, Luxury vinyl plank, like I'm still doing the, I think I feel the the traditional finishes that um, investors are going for these days. Um, but just, yeah, but just not going like all pot lights maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and and just, just some more simpler finishes, I would say. Okay. Yeah. And so you said you're going to put in 200, so 535 to buy 200. It was a market deal you said? Yeah, it was on yeah. the MLS. Yeah. Okay. And what do you think it's going to be worth when you're done? Again, I'm I'm being saved by the market here a little bit on this one. I think we can get it appraised at eight fifty. Okay, so eight fifty. So then you might be getting a six eighty loan on that one, yeah. which would leave your investment around fifty five grand, which isn't bad. Yeah. And what did you have on, available on your HELOC to play with for all this this stuff? Uh, I had 200,000. Okay. Yeah. All right. So rent wise, what do you think you'll get? 
across this building? So I think after we stabilize it, we can get $5,500 a month. Okay. And how does that break down between the different units? Uh, so the main like three bedroom, one den, I think we can get 2,200 for it. Okay. Um, the two bedroom, we can get 1,700. And then I believe the one bedroom, we can get 1,350. Okay. Yeah. So that's about uh, 5,250. So you're going to run with that number? There's a garage there as well that we were, we're renting for $300 a month. Okay. So 300, that's, that's how you do it. Okay. So that brings you up to, to, um, 5550. Yeah. Okay. And what are your taxes on that property? Taxes 3,700. And are you doing a permitted reno or is this no permit? No, we're just doing all like cosmetic. Okay. Well, we did do permits on the the conversion. I guess we went convert the bachelor to the one bedroom because we needed okay. some new electrical. Okay, so you might you might get a little bump in your taxes. We'll put forty five hundred just in case. Actually, maybe maybe we'll go four thousand. I don't know exactly how much Brantford's going to adjust it for you. Okay. Um, okay. So insurance wise. Uh, that's a bigger property. You're probably getting into like the 2,000, 2,300 kind of range. I actually got a pretty good rate and got $1,200 on the triangle. Oh, no way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is it a uh, replacement value, like full replacement? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Who's that through? Like, is that through a broker or through like an yeah. insurance company direct? Through a broker. Yeah. Okay. Are you going to name drop? <laughs> sure. Yeah. It's uh, Brent uh, McLaughlin. Okay. Interesting. Well, I, yeah. I'd love to figure out how that one happened. <laughs> yeah. He's been great. Yeah, for okay. sure. I've been using him for all my properties. Okay. So utilities on this place, what do you think you're going to be looking at? Um, probably $4,000 a year. So, and that's just water and, and gas? Like, are you going to have separate electric? Um. Yes, there will be separate electric. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah. Okay, so four thousand leaving room for just your boiler. I'm guessing does that place have, or is it a forced air furnace? It's forced air furnace. Okay. I mean, that's on the high side because okay. we didn't really have efficient systems when we right. bought it. So yeah, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, it all comes down to like it's very um, individualized. Like whoever's in there, it's like how much do they use? Because I. I've seen some absolutely ridiculous water usage. So, you know, that can really add up quick. So hopefully you don't have any issues with that. All right. So as far as property management goes, um, are you paying anything here? Yeah. Um, You're going to be paying, I I guess. I have 8%. um, Okay. Kind of estimated. Yeah. For landscaping, are you going to be doing any snow removal landscaping on this place? I actually might get a uh, grass cutting done okay. just because there, there's quite a bit. Okay. So what do you think you're going to get into then for that? Like six, 700 bucks a year? Yeah, I think that's, yeah, that's a good okay. number. And tenants aren't expecting you to do um, any snow removal? No, I think I'm going to get the tenants to, to do that. Okay. Yeah, I'll just put 800 just in case it's a little touch higher. Yeah. Um, okay. So you said 850 is what you were thinking valuation wise. So again, if we go with the 2.2 again, that works out to a 2570 mortgage payment. 
you'd be cash flowing 1260 bucks a month. Man, those numbers don't sound bad at all. They're not they're not bad. Yeah. I mean the the rent in Brentford is is pretty decent, so yeah. It's definitely pretty good numbers. Yeah, your cash on cash return there. Let's see here. I just want to cut. Oh yeah, you're like 21% cash on cash return. Yeah. I mean, oh, my, my spreadsheet says a bit lower. I yeah. put in some capbacks and some miscellaneous, right, but right, it's, yeah. it's good. It's, it's a good return on cash. Yes. Nice. Yeah. Of course. Like I, that's the one thing, like if you were to perform some sensitivity on my assumptions here, um, the, the maintenance one, like if it were me, I'd be like, okay, old house. And I only did a cosmetic run out 10%. And that kind of budgets for capital expenditure and ongoing maintenance. Um, that works out to be 6,600 a year on this house. Which still leaves you with a thousand bucks a month in uh, in cash flow. Um, so yeah, that, that account should build relatively quickly. That'd be a that'd be a nice one. Yeah. Okay. So still looking in Brantford, or are you sort of moved on, and now you're thinking well in Niagara area? Um, uh, yeah. I mean, I'd say I'm, I'm always looking at both mm-hmm. uh, Brantford um, and also the Niagara region. Okay. Um, and, you know, that's where kind of my, my strategy also, or I'm thinking, rethinking my strategy. Um, when you take a lot of action, you you realize, you know, certain things that when you, when I first started my journey this year, you know, I was, you know, just thinking cash flow, cash flow, because that's what everyone talks about. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I feel with the prices going up these days, like it's it's really hard to build enough cash flow if uh you know the goal is to for example not have to do your nine to five anymore Mm -hmm. right so i think it's from my standpoint like yes cash flow is definitely important it's something i want to build but you know there's also the other side of it where i'm trying to look for some equity plays as well now uh, and see if i can get into some some bigger stuff um so i think it's it's just like yeah, playing a playing a mix of it now nowadays, um, and trying to look for that. So, what's the bigger stuff that you see? Like, what, what what's on your mind? Uh, I'm I'm think I'm looking into some apartment buildings as well, like eight to, to twelve units. Mm-hmm. Um, Want to try and get in get into that space and find a building that I can uh, turn around, um, force appreciate right and get some equity that way. Um, and I'm also actually quite interested in like the Airbnb space um, for, for cash flow. I know you're on a, you've been talking about uh, your recent acquisition as an example of what the trailer parks and what you can do with that and get creative. So I just feel like these days, like with the property prices, like you just have to kind of get creative, whether it be adding units, whether it be short-term rentals, furnished rentals. So not to, not to go like the, I guess the shiny penny syndrome, but you know, I think these are, these are all things to to think about as an investor in terms of how to maximize return. And yeah. Yeah. I think think that there, you just got to constantly be thinking about like, like what you said, how can I optimize return? How can I, you know, 
create contingencies if plan A doesn't work? You know, how many different ways can I win here? Uh, I think that that's, that's a critical thought to be thinking. And I think it goes along with the same wisdom of like multiple streams of income, right? We just want to find many different ways to, to bring money in the door. Um, I think cash flow is more of an enabler. I think that it's just a necessary part of a deal for the most part, certainly of a portfolio, even if you have like a couple of small losers, um, in the grand scheme of things, that's, it doesn't happen. doesn't mean every deal needs to be like a grand slam, but you've got some really good ones here in terms of cash flow. These are good individual performers, um, that are going to add to your portfolio. So that's, uh, that's nice to have for sure. So as far as multis go, what are your criteria? Like, where are you looking? Where are you thinking? Or is it uh, still early? Uh, in terms of uh, the eight to twelve, you know, kind of apartment buildings, or just in yeah. general, eight to twelve, yeah. or anything you're thinking about buying. But yeah, you said you said you were thinking multis. So yeah, I mean, I think it it, it comes down always to the to the numbers. The numbers don't don't lie, right? So I think if there's a, when you there's enough rent upside, then um, you know it's definitely something worth considering. And again, I, I I still don't want to be leaving too much equity, uh, too much money left in the, in these mm-hmm. deals. Um, and also I've, I've changed kind of my perspective on kind of self-owning and partnering with people. So I definitely think um, these days with, with getting into the apartment space or even I guess, commercial residential, it makes sense to kind of partner have money partners or have partners mm-hmm. that you can learn from and, and lean off mm-hmm. of um, to, to take these buildings down. Right. Yep. So, yeah, I think I'm, I'm looking for rent upside and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm looking for also properties that aren't too old. You know, I've ran into that issue with the triplex. Yeah. So, I mean, I think there's, there's a lot of, lot of aspects that go into it but at the okay. end of the day like location is important the how, how is there a lot of deferred maintenance on the buildings of foreign and also like just do i like the area do i like the building right so yeah, yeah i think the bigger challenge is going to be like just finding one at a price that makes actual sense to buy like a lot of these larger buyers um go after you know the the 20 units or the you know 10 plus even right like it's the small stuff. The triplex is like, you're not going to find larger organizations going after those. It'll be like the, the rest of us. Those are kind of like the crumbs that we all pick up. Not that there's <laughs> anything wrong with them. Like those are yeah. great. But for these larger institutions, like they don't really want that kind of thing. So how are you going to find stuff? And at what, what price per door are you going to find it? That's going to make sense. Totally agree. Yeah. And I think that's where your power team comes into play and mm-hmm. your creativity and kind of finding off market deals comes into play. Uh, so, so yeah. 250 a door for a 10 plex. Are you, are you jumping on that? If the rent ups, upside is, is there maybe um, okay. like I was just looking at one uh, six unit building. It's, it was, it was 250 a door, but there, there was rent upside and there it was mm-hmm. close enough to the hospital where maybe we can get creative and do furnished rentals. And then from a financing standpoint, maybe go CMHC. How that makes the numbers work? How many units? Uh, six. Oh, sorry, six. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so one point five million dollars if you were to do that one. What do you think you could get for rent on something like that? I think we were. I mean, we we didn't 
end up going with the deal, but I think we were projecting like 1600 1, 1700 for a furnished rental, one bed. Yeah, it was on so the Hamilton get, Mountain. On Hamilton Mountain, so 10600 in rent. So let's see. Certainly not 1% rule, but it's not. It's certainly not terrible. Yeah, you'd be at like point point six eight percent. Now that that would be that would cash flow, or it should at least a bit. Yeah. Um, but it wouldn't. It you know wouldn't be magnificent. Did your numbers show no. that it would it would be more of a break break even or just a slight cash flow? Slight cash flow. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, well, if we went CMHC, that's where the yeah yeah. So so CMHC would allow you to go up to, I think they even do 50 years sometimes, but that would be on brand new buildings. Um, my experience is they won't allow you to go beyond the useful life expectation that the appraiser says on the appraisal report. So if the appraiser says useful life is 25 years, doesn't matter that CMHC will do 40 or 50. They'll only do 25 for that deal. Uh, That's been okay. my experience that, you know, that could have changed. It's been a long time since I encountered that, but I doubt they've changed that. Um, Interesting. Yeah. I but, think uh, we're looking at 30 year, amp with two percent mm-hmm. interest yeah. yeah i mean if you can push it 35 tends to make a, a difference 40s you know <laughs> at the end of the day like pay down is important don't get me wrong but the it seems to be the biggest gains are through through appreciation these days of course that could change yeah. that could change but um to me like the limiting the amount of obligation allows me more flexibility so it's a it's a delicate balance situation right like some people want yeah less you know less mortgages lower leverage and i totally get that too so uh, everybody's got to make their personal decision with that so, exactly. so Ham- yeah. hamilton's the playground though for this or you're kind of looking all in this area like hamilton to, all the way over to Welland and then back to brantford yeah i am okay yeah. and um, what's what's the like you're you're not like limiting it could be anywhere from two units all the way up to to 20 I think up to, yeah, up to 20. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I've been, yeah, I think it's just important to get that funnel and have, yeah. have leads come through and, and analyze deals, right? Um, yeah, absolutely. The more you analyze, then the more you'll feel good when you come across one that could be a winner. That's very true, right? If you're constantly looking at deals, then you can see one that stands out. That's absolutely true. Yeah. Um, you'll never know how to spot them unless you're looking. So that's good. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, so that's that's next on your radar. And then you said you have one in, in Welland. What's the property in Welland? That one is a fourplex. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that was a great buy. That was uh, that was one I was like sure about mm-hmm. uh, when when I got into the deal. And uh, I guess it shows when as you buy buy more properties, you'll you'll get a better feel when, okay. when you get into them. So so yeah, that was uh, that was a good one. We we're able to get two units vacant on on possession on closing, and uh, yeah, we renovated those those two units. Um, cosmetic renos, did flooring, paint. We mm-hmm. didn't even, we didn't need to do a new kitchen, but we did new bathroom. We put in in suite laundry. Uh, we also put in central air conditioning for those two units. Um, and so, so that's what, yeah, we did for, for those two units. What I liked about this building was everything, 
except for water was essentially separately metered. So gas was separately metered. Oh, okay. So the hydro. Very nice. And what did you buy this place for? Uh, we bought it for six eighty. Okay. And we closed on that back in September. And uh, what do you figure you'll be in for for rental on that? Uh, Fifty-five thousand. Okay, so you're you'll be in for about seven thirty-five. Is this how far along in the process are you now? We finished it. Yeah. Oh, it's all done. Uh, okay. Yeah, we did the rentals in like a month and a half. Yeah. And then we went for the refinance um, right away. So we actually got back uh, eight hundred and eighty-six thousand for the reappraisal. Eight eighty-six. Wow. Yeah. Oh, you're moving quick. Okay, so that's your yeah. net investment of about twenty-six grand. So all these properties you're in for very minimal um, by the time you're done. So you're getting that capital back to work work again. Um, yeah. Okay. Very cool. And that one, what, what's your rents on that one? We're still in the process of getting these rented, but the conservative, I guess, projected rents would be 53.50 for the month. Okay. All two bedrooms. Yeah. So you'd be in a similar cash flow ballpark to that last one we ran, wouldn't you? Yeah. Okay. Very similar. Yeah. Okay. Um, how are you dealing with the teams here? Like um, what, like, did you find a contractor? Are you finding your own subcontractors? What's your experience been there? Yeah. So when I, when I first was looking for contractors in Brantford, like I actually went through, not went through, but I interviewed and got quotes from quite a few. And uh, I think this is where like, you know, as a new investor, just being resourceful is, is important. Like I, Talked to different investors. They they referred me again three contractors that actually went to go get me a quote, and I just still didn't feel right about these quotes mm-hmm. and feel like I could have a good working relationship. Uh, so I went on Google and you know just started calling more contractors, and you know thank thankfully you know I found one that I I feel like I could work really well with. They actually showed me some of their projects in Brantford and um, yeah, and I, and I went with them and I, I've been super lucky with this contractor. They've basically helped me do all my renos this year. Um, and they were, because I built that relationship, they were willing actually to travel all the way up to Welland to help me with the, uh, with the fourplex as well. I was going to ask you about that. Yeah. That's a makeable drive. So that's, that's really cool that you were able to do that. And it just goes to show like, if you're, de- if you're determined, you will find an answer. People overcomplicate some of this stuff. Like it's just hard work. That's all it is. There's no rocket science to it. It's just keep asking until you feel right about it. Keep I calling. I totally agree. Yeah. You yeah. Know, real it's estate not... is uh, definitely like a contact sport, right? Yeah. So even when it comes to finding properties, it's, you know, just hit the phones, yeah. call if, people up. If you're determined, you figure it out. That's it. That's all it yeah. is to it. <laughs> it's not more complicated than that. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, uh, Karsten, where do people follow you, find you if, uh, if they want to? Yeah. Best way I think is on, in, on Instagram. Um, it's just Karsten Howe, all one word. It's probably easiest way to find me. Awesome. Um, okay. So I will, uh, I'll share that in the show notes and, uh, any parting wisdom before we wrap up. Yeah. I mean, I think, just be determined and and take action. I know um, as newer investors, we always hear that, but um, 
you know, there's no book, no podcast. I don't think that will mm-hmm. solve all your problems, right? You, you, you'll, I just say, I jump in and yes, problems will come up, issues will come up. But if you're determined to find success, there's always people out there to, to help you and support you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and yeah, just enjoy the journey, I'd say as well. Like, uh, this stuff has to be enjoyable and, and it will, it will turn out well. Sounds good. Thanks, Carson. I appreciate that. And I, uh, I, I definitely agree with you. You, you got to enjoy yourself as you're going for sure. That's a big, yeah. that's a key element of it. And, um, and unless you throw yourself into it, you just, you won't know. So exactly. All right. Very good. I appreciate you coming on today. It was nice to, uh, to meet you. I know I had seen your name floating around a little bit on Instagram there. So it's <laughs> nice to put a face to it. Awesome. Yeah. Appreciate the time, Andrew. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Please make sure to share this episode far and wide. Help it help more people. I really appreciate you tuning in. I'll see you on the next one.